can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, relationships, work, pop culture, and true crime from a Christian conservative perspective. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello. You are listening to Those Are The Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory, and this is a, a pop culture podcast, not like other pop, pop pop culture podcasts. We don't just talk about culture, we change culture. Thank you, live studio audience. Just joking, there is no live studio audience here. Um... <laughs> So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, I it has been like two weeks since we put an episode out. I um had was battling a cold. I lost my voice. So much has gone on. If you follow myself or Melanie on Instagram, you know that she got married this weekend. So we were doing that in San Antonio, and really exciting. Weddings are so fun. It is such such a weekend filled of like love, light, happiness. I can still feel it today. Like I was on my way to or leaving work today, and I was still kind of like on a high from just like just so good to be around like love and happiness. Um, especially when you know you don't have all that going on in your own town. So um, it just felt really good to be you know in that environment. So if you have not already, go ahead and like. Just message Melody and Jerry. Congratulations. They both have been on the show. Melody is like a regular uh, co-host guest. And Jerry has come on multiple times to talk about anti-abortion stuff and whatnot. Um, so let them know that they're loved and you wish them nothing but the best in the marriage. I am still fighting a little bit of cough, but I have some tea in my... Saturdays are for weekly teacap mug available at those are the girls.com slash merch. Um, and if I like take a pause, if there's like an awkward pause or silence, it's because I'm like trying to like not cough in the mic and I'm sipping some tea. I'll make sure to like make that sound so you know like that's what happened. Um, hopefully it's not annoying. Um, okay, so speaking of merch. We have some really cute merch coming out um, the Friday after this episode is out. Um, we're having some surprise merch drops. Um, super excited about that. But in the meantime, you can get the Anti-Abortion Social Club sweatshirt. It is super comfy. I've, I'm pretty sure I've worn it like every episode of the past like two months um, because it's getting cold. And noon, I was say New York. Don't live in New York. It's getting cold in North Carolina. Um, it's getting cold in North Carolina, and um, I it's comfy, it's nice and warm, and I want to say, <coughs> so sorry, 
And I want to say it's actually perfect for the March for Life. Um, this would be a great sweatshirt. It's cold in DC in January. Very cold. So if you've never been and you want something cute to wear, but also like, you know, show how you feel. It's part of the anti-abortion social club. Uh, and it's cute. You can get this sweatshirt. And we also now have pro-woman, pro-life hats. Um, that'll be great to cover your ears while you're in DC. These are all available at those are the girls slash merch. Um, speaking of the March for Life, I am super excited um, that we're going to be doing what we did last year, where if you are going to the March for Life by yourself, if it's your first time, your 15th time, but you're going and you don't... <clears throat> Sorry, you guys, one second. <laughs> it's probably going to be... I'm going to try not to be annoying. I think it's funny, but I don't know if y'all will. Um, anyway, um... If you're going to the March for Life by yourself and you don't have anybody to go with, um, or you're going back and forth whether you should go because you don't have a group, come join us. Um, for sure, it'll be myself, Melanie, and maybe a few other girls that have also been on the podcast, um, and a couple of other friends possibly. But I want you to know that you are not alone and you are more than welcome to join our group. Um, and we'll march together. We try to coordinate to even do dinner. Um, Maybe even the night before, and we can, like, make our posters or dinner afterwards. I don't know. But once we get the solid group, we'll go ahead and coordinate and trade uh, emails for that. So message me on Instagram if you like to do that, or email me. Just let me know that that's your intention. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I guess that's kind of all the announcements I have right now. Um, so let's get into the topic. I'm going to giggle every time I do that. Um, but actually, before we do that, I want to talk about today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is Garnu. They are a tampon, organic tampon company. They also have period cups. And they'll be having <clears throat> pads soon as well. Um, they are an amazing company. They also donate. A percentage goes to help uh, women get out of human trafficking in Nepal, which... I absolutely love that's a great mission macy the founder has been on the podcast um <clears throat> you can check it out check out her episode she talks about where she got the idea from she talks about um we talk periods um it's, it's a really great episode i definitely recommend it <clears throat> i definitely recommend it um and yeah you can use the code other girls tend to get 10% off. Uh, and just remember, like, this is a tampon company for girls. So you don't have to worry about having, you know, male um, ambassadors and things like that. It is an all-female. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah. I use the code OTHERGIRLS10 and go to Gardu.com. G-A-R-N-U-U.com. All right. So... Let's get started. This episode uh, is really about elections. That's really what I want to talk about. So much has happened these past two weeks that um, I really wanted to share my opinion on, but some of the days I couldn't even talk to get my opinion out, but now I can, so I will. Um, and like I said, I'm going to try really hard not to cough into the mic because I'm sure that's so annoying. Um <clears throat> 
So elections. I have lots of thoughts. <clears throat> okay. One second. Help me to be able to say this all without coughing. Um, <clears throat> so a lot of people were disappointed from the elections, and I am one of those people who was disappointed. I uh, pride myself in how I try to stay um, with my was it ear to the ground or nose to the ground, trying to hear other people's opinions. I do consume a lot of conservative content, obviously, but I also like to consume some other like leftist content. I want to know like what are the topics that they care about? What are some things that they're concerned about? How do we talk to these people, especially, you know, young people who just really feel as if they're not being heard and feel as if they're not being taken seriously? Like, how do we do that? So, Yes. So I knew that there was not going to be a red wave. A lot of content creators that, you know, we all know and love don't do that. <clears throat> if we're being honest, they don't do that. So what they said for whatever reason was there was going to be this big red wave and, you know, we're going to take all these seats and, you know, <laughs> people hate Joe Biden. So it's going to be this big thing. When in reality, <laughs> Could not have been further from the truth. Um, and we'll discuss like some of the reasons I think that that happened um, in a little bit. So initial thoughts. The night of, like I said, I was disappointed. There were some races that I thought should not have been that close. And there were some races that I thought were going to be better. <clears throat> but they just weren't. We didn't do as well as we wanted to. I will say um, North Carolina did fairly well. We won our Senate race, which was very important. It was very crucial for us to keep that Republican seat. Um, so congratulations to Ted Budd and to all of us who voted in North Carolina. Um, and, you know, it'll be good to stop getting those mailers and to <laughs> stop seeing those campaign ads that were just ridiculous this year. It was like wild. Um, and then in our state legislature, we needed one more house seat to have the super Republicans have the super majority in the North Carolina state legislature. We unfortunately did not get that. Um, and the reason why we really need that is because, uh, anytime anything gets passed, for example, there was a heartbeat bill in North Carolina that was supposed to get passed. Um, it was voted on, it passed the house, it passed the Senate. Um, we got to the governor's desk and our governor, who was um, a disgustingly leftist, pro-abortion, not a good governor, uh, vetoed it for a heartbeat bill, um, as well as a born alive bill as well. So crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, <clears throat> but I was talking to a friend and he was saying that, like, there's a couple of pro-life Democrats in the North Carolina legislature that we could possibly get to vote with us. So we'll see how that fleshes out in the next two years. <clears throat> because the North Carolina governor race, um, the North Carolina governor race will be in 2024. And this governor has already served his two terms. He can only serve two terms um, back to back in North Carolina. Um, 
and it's going to be a governor's race and it's going to be very interesting it's it yeah this (coughs) election for governor north carolina is going to be very interesting so north carolina um we did fairly good i was like i said i was the point i really wanted to say that see but that's we didn't um that's okay god is still in control i think at the end of the day like i don't want to like i said i don't want this to be really doom and gloom episode um and I want you to remember, like, a thread throughout this whole thing. Like, at the end of the day, God is in control. God is in control. God is in control. So there's nothing really we can do. Um, nothing we can do other than pray, really, about some of these things. <laughs> um, okay. So some of the races that are um, still going on. I'm recording this the Tuesday after um, the election. I'm sorry, the Monday night. This comes out the Tuesday after the election. And there are still some races, as of what I'm recording, that are still being counted, um, which is very confusing to me. I don't understand why it's still going on. I, I'm, what I'm thinking, this is just me thinking out loud. I could be wrong. I need to do more research on this. Normally, they stop counting when someone is, like, 70% um, has already, like, they've won by 70%, and, you know, there's, like, 80% of it's counted or something like that. Like, they do stop counting. They don't always count every single, uh, every single piece. That's just a fact. That's never been a thing. Um... But with these races, these past couple of years being so close, they have to count every single one because, I mean, I've mentioned this before, the Supreme Court Chief Justice in North Carolina won by 401 votes. They had to count every single vote for that race. Um, So things like that, they have to count every single vote now. It needs to... So these elections are going longer. I think there needs to be a better system for sure. Um, I don't know what that system necessarily is. I know a lot of people are saying, well, get rid of early voting. Um, get rid of get rid of early voting uh, and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't want us to be a country that makes voting super difficult. I think it should be easy to vote if you're a citizen, obviously. I think it should be easy. It's a it's a privilege you have as an American citizen. It is your it's a privilege to be able to vote. So I don't think we should be doing things to make it like difficult and uncomfortable for people to vote. Um, so I don't necessarily know I'm getting rid of early voting, especially because I mean voting. I I started going to work. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't, I didn't have election day off. Those people don't have election day off. It's not a national holiday. So like, you know, maybe if they made a national holiday, um, possibly, but like, I don't think we should be doing things to make it so difficult to vote. Um, what should we do then to make this process better? I don't know. I'm, I don't know enough about that to give that suggestion. If you have ideas and 
things, reach out to me. I'd love, or if you've read an article, a good suggestion, reach out. I'd love to hear, um, but something needs to be done. It should not take this long. It should not take this long. It should not be this difficult, uh, especially because, you know, we've been voting for a, a while <laughs> as a country. We've been voting for a while. So you would think we would have this little bit, a little bit, um, a little bit more organized, maybe. I don't know. But I do think part of the problem or part of not necessarily the problem, but the reason is the country is so divided that we, these elections are not close anymore. I don't know if anyone else has been noticing this trend. I just fucking no one's really been talking about it. There are some races that both sides, the Democrats are like, well, it should have been easier for us to win here. Republicans are like, it should have been easier for us to win here, but they're getting so close because our country is being so divided. Why is it being divided? Because of every, I mean, look at it. Everything that's going on. And I guess the next question is like, how do we fix this divide? Like, what are we doing to get us to be, how do we try to come to a more cohesive, um, a more, to get us to be more in sync? Once again, that's a question I don't know the answer to. I think that um, culture is a, a big thing. I, I think that we are not, um, we're not talking as a country. We don't have dialogue anymore. People are shutting people down. And I'm sorry, it's on both sides. Uh, this episode is going to be a little bit critical on our side too. We're not putting forth good candidates sometimes. That's just a fact of the matter, you know, and this, this is just a fact of the matter. There are some candidates that were put forth and that were endorsed that were not good candidates. That's why your primary is so important. How do we fix some of these issues of, oh, well, this so-and-so was a bad candidate. Yeah, but there were other candidates that ran that were better. We wouldn't vote for that candidate. So this is what you get. So then, you know, now you're begrudgingly voting for someone that you don't even really like. Um, that's why your primary is so important. I encourage everyone to vote during the primary. Um, I hope you encourage all your friends to vote during that primary. But there are some people who are very disappointed. You know, I can easily talk about the Oz and Fetterman um the that race i do not envy the people of pennsylvania i do not envy them at all and i'll be honest that would have been a tough election for me because i oz is not a republican i'm sorry he's not he became Republican five minutes ago he doesn't even ugh, anyway it's another conversation he's not a republican he is very squishy on abortion uh he will not say that he is anti-abortion um he anyway it's a whole a whole conversation and if you're voting pro-life first that's something that's important so that's a very 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 difficult uh that was a very difficult race and i think that uh pennsylvanians voting for fetterman kind of spoke volumes i think it spoke volumes to pennsylvania and i want to be careful about what i'm going to say next because i don't want um I don't want to be misunderstood. Nothing frustrates me more um, than being misunderstood. Um, so, as I say this, I think that we have to do a better job in thinking about our candidates. Just because this name endorses that person does not mean that that person is a good candidate. I think we saw that with two candidates 
Oz and Walker. I think those are just two examples of like not good candidates. And I think also too realizing that what works in one state might not work in the other state because of different mindsets, because of different industries, because of different issues, because of different, just so many different things. It doesn't mean you change your values. It doesn't mean that, you know, you change your stances. That just means that you approach it like a native. What works in Cal, like the conversations you have in California, how do you talk to someone from California is going to be different from how you talk to someone in North Carolina. We're not going to, I'm North Carolinian. We're not going to listen to you. In California, like how the Republican would speak is not going to translate the same. And that's okay because it's different. We're the United States and we're so different. And I think that sometimes candidates, especially if they don't really, I don't know. I don't want to say, okay, I'm not going to say that, but sometimes candidates um, have to work on how they're going to talk to their constituents. Because at the end of the day, these politicians, they work for us. They're people who we elect. They have to work on how they're, anyway. So (laughs) let me move on from that. Um, So we saw not good candidate endorsements in Pennsylvania and in uh, Georgia, a couple other states. Those are the two big ones. Those are the two ones that everybody was watching. But a couple other states, too, there were not some good endorsements. Um, and we saw, so we saw exit polling. Now, I'll be honest. <clears throat> I have looked into this, and I have watched different commentators on the left, on the right, in the middle, and there was not a consensus on what people were saying in exit polls. I will read one article. I will hear one thing from a commentator. And then we'll hear something else. I will hear abortion rights were not on the top of mind. Look at these trending numbers. If that were true, then X, Y, and Z. And then I'll hear people really care about abortion. This is why women voted this way. So, like, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Um... People, oh, the economy really, inflation, people, da, da, da. Well, if that's the truth, then, like, why didn't Republicans win? Because statistically, people trust Republicans when it comes to the economy. So why didn't more Republicans win? So, like, I I don't know. I I don't know. This is one of the negatives about information overload. I I think that you use your best discernment. What I'm going to say is a problem. I'm going to diagnose it from how I see it. Um, and from what I've seen and gathered some information that I've researched, people I've talked to, um, things that I've read, I do see abortion being a huge issue. Let me tell you why. Specifically in North Carolina, almost every ad anti-Republican talked about how that candidate wanted abortion, uh, completely, God, which some of the candidates did not say that, um, but that's what they were saying that they wanted that you know you're going to have a miscarriage, and if you go for this politician, they're gonna want you're not gonna be able to get rid of uh your uh the dead baby in your uterus because this politician 
thinks that you should be able to not get an abortion. And they're saying all this stuff. And that was all of the ads on my Instagram, on my Facebook, were geared toward that. When you go online, there were uh, someone, I, I don't follow these pages, but one of my uh, one of you guys, one of the listeners mentioned that um, fertility pages were saying, um, yeah, if you don't vote for, uh, if you uh, vote for Republicans, they're going to get rid of all of your IVF babies. Uh, there were uh, Instagram pages that were sharing, this is, this is what happens when a Republican wins. Um, you're not, <laughs> if you have an abortion, you're going to go to jail and all this other stuff. And, you know, there's a statistic that I believe it's women who voted for uh, women over, unmarried women specifically, but women uh, overwhelmingly voted for Democrats this election cycle. Specifically unmarried women, which I'll get to in a second. Um, but, and, you know, we can think that has something to do with abortion rights because that's something that is being talked about and something that has been on people's mind. Um, you know, popular podcast, the Call Her Daddy. I, I didn't hear this, but I, I didn't hear the podcast episode, but I heard about it. She did an episode where she encouraged everyone to vote because of abortion rights and, you know, all this other stuff. So what does this... To me, that tells me that that's important to women. To me, that says there's a demographic of voters, there's a demographic of human beings, of fellow image bearers, that care about abortion. Why do they care about abortion? I'm not going to... I think, obviously, there's going to be women who just are evil and who just think it's silly. Uh, I mean, if you go on Twitter, there's uh, women who talk about it so callously. TikTok, too, it's disgusting. But then there's women who are genuinely, like, concerned, who genuinely are, they don't know enough about what's going on, um, because that's just not something that they have researched, that are uh, hearing one or two things being thrown out there and are afraid. I mean, I've heard and talked with women before who legitimately think that, uh, le actually, let me pull up this post. Um... <clears throat> Let me pull up this post a friend sent me and asked me if it was true. And I told her no. Uh, so this says, in the event that anyone's wondering just how much is staying in the election. One second. <sighs> Sorry. In the event that anyone was wondering just how much is at stake in this election, in the state of North Carolina, a rape victim may be forced to appear before a community-level review board in order to get permission for an abortion. Are you kidding me? Now, there's people who believe that. There's people who are intelligent and believe that. There's people who just don't know any better <laughs> and believe that, okay? Uh, so what does this tell me? What? So what do we do with this? What do we do with this information? It's not true. So we combat that. 
How do we combat that? We combat that with the truth and we start sharing more stories. A lot of people have been saying this um, for years. I'm sorry, not for years, for like two years now. Uh, People have been saying that we Republicans, we conservatives, we pro-lifers need to be a little bit better with messaging. We need to be better with uh, getting our point across. For example, and I think I've said this before the podcast, and I'm going to try to say this, and I'm going to try to live my life like this. We got so caught up in facts, don't care about feelings, which I know if a fact is a fact, whether we want it to be a fact or not, but we forgot that people care about feelings. So we can facts don't care about feelings with someone all day, but if they feel hurt by what you have to say, they're not going to listen to you because think about it. You don't listen to someone when they're hurting you either. That's just, it's human. It's what, how things are done. Also too, are we different or are we not? Um, someone, I mentioned how I believe that the GOP should have ran better candidates. And someone said the GOP, we're the only ones who have a purity test for our candidates, something like that, implying that like, we should just vote red no matter what. And I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just not, no matter what, absolutely not. <laughs> I vote pro-life first, point blank, period. Um, and I think it's okay for us to want to to have better candidates. Are, are candidates ever going to be perfect? Absolutely not. Are there going to be candidates that I disagree with um, some of the stuff they do? Absolutely. Are there times I have voted for someone and I really didn't want to, but I did? Sure. But it's okay for me to want to have a better candidate. It's okay for me to have standards for who I'm voting for. Um, And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that we just need to put forth better candidates and I think that once we start sharing more messaging once we share we talk more about how this is the lie and we get in front of the lies too and that's another thing I'm thinking so I'm also kind of thinking out loud some of you have already emailed me or messaged me your emails I want to have some brainstorming I want to start seeing like what can we do because the those are the girls we're going to be tackling this our goal is going to be to change hearts and minds specifically on abortion for young women We want to make abortion illegal and unthinkable. Making it unthinkable means that we have to change culture. We have to let women know the truth. Are we going to change every woman's mind? No, that's impossible. Um, And there's always going to be people who are never going to be on our side. But can we change some? Absolutely. It absolutely can happen. And that's how we're really going to make a difference. Uh, That's how we're going to fix some of these trending things is doing that. So if you have ideas or if you want to be part of this brainstorming, please reach out to me, DM me, let me know. Um, And we definitely can have this conversation. We can talk more about what we can do. I'm thinking, you know, doing some more, um, just getting information out there, working with like organizations like life action that are on the ground and they're doing like a lot of good research um and just letting let people know the truth and like showing the truth telling people the truth and having some sort of messaging i don't know you guys like let me know let me know what all we can think of i think this is something that's going to take time you know in 2024 we might not 
change every single life, you know, but I'm hoping by, you know, 2050, we would have done some, at least some of the foundational work to get some more to, to do this, to, to let people understand the value of a human life. I think that once people understand the value of a human life and once people understand that they're taking a human life, I think once they do that, we'll see real change. We'll see different people voting. This is how we're going to make the difference. Like working, trying to get to the average pro abortion voter, like trying to get them to understand why they're voting that way to help them understand they can even if you got pregnant and it was a plan, you can do it. There are pregnancy resource centers. There are women out there who want to help you. There's men out there who want to help you that you're not alone understanding that once we can get that in people's heads, I think we can really make a difference. I think we can change some of these trends that we're seeing. Speaking of trends, this is the last thing I'll say. This is like the last section of the discussion today. I want to talk about the uh, trend that, all of our favorite commentators are talking about how single unmarried women uh, voted Democrat. I think that that's a fact. I think that unfortunately unmarried single women uh, decided to vote Democrat, which um, honestly seems like they care more about them than the people on the right. I don't think that they do. I don't. I think that it's a perception. It's a perception. Why is it a perception? And I said this on my Instagram, this is very spicy. And you know what? This might not go over well for everybody listening. Um, And if you disagree, please let me know how you feel. Uh, And if you agree, if you agree, I really want you to let me know how you feel. Let me know that you agree. But this new trend of shaming single women, making them feel like they're the evil, big bad, they're destroying the country. And on top of that, you're going to die alone and single all of this that's happening. I don't think that's beneficial. I don't think that's going to help single unmarried women come to our side. I think that recognizing, you know what? Single unmarried women did vote that way. I think that, um, you know, say stuff like, well, that's why we need, uh, we need to have a, you have to be married to vote or, or what is it? Single household voting, get rid of the 19th or uh, yeah, that's because they are just, uh, they're going to, they're just these terrible women and they are just don't know anything. They're just, let me see what's, uh, you know, no, I'm going to pull it up. Um, yeah, these women doing all that, like all that talking down to women, that's not helpful. That's not beneficial. That's not going to get anyone to come to your side. And I want you to know that if you're listening to this and you are a single married woman and you want a conservative, especially like you are valued on through this, through those other girls. Like, I don't want you to feel like you are the downfall of society. That's how they make it seem like the women, single unmarried women are the downfall to society. Am I saying this partially because I am a single unmarried woman? Probably. I'm probably taking it personally. That's probably a reason. Because I'm a human. Because we're humans. This is what I think people forget. Like, yes, 
you should not care about what people say. Yes, facts don't care about feelings, but you're a human. Not only that, I'm a woman. I'm a proud woman. I have emotions. I have compassion. I have feelings. I have empathy. I have all of these feelings. I These are things that God has given me, and I feel blessed to have those. Um, and I'm glad that I have um, came to my political opinions on my own. And I have been blessed with um, the research and the things that I've done. I'm very proud of that. I'm, I'm glad about that. But, like... <laughs> Not everybody is like that. So shaming them, taking away their right to vote, how is that going to help? <coughs> so sorry, guys. <clears throat> Getting all fired up. Um, no, but like shaming them, doing all that, how is that going to help? How is that going to um make someone want to vote on our side if we're treating people like this? I'll tell you how. It's not. It's not. We're not going to get people to come to our side if we continue to treat people like this. So those are the girls we're going to work on. We're going to work on, at the very least, if your friend, you know, is she's kind of concerned. Because that's the thing. A lot of these girls are pretty, I'm pretty sure they're kind of conservative. I'm pretty sure they're kind of conservative. But they're, then they're going on and they're seeing Pill the 19th. That's gross. Why would you want to be a part of that? Then they're going online and they're saying, yeah, these unmarried women, you guys are going to die alone with tons of cats and you're, they're going to eat you and no one's going to care. Why would I want to be part of that? Like, that is the vibe we're giving off as, and unfortunately, you know, they're the... (laughs) I'm so sorry, guys. I think it's just because I'm really fired up right now. <clears throat> Unfortunately, those are the loudest people on our side are saying things like that. I mean, you guys have all heard the TikTok sound where it's uh, where the girls are. It's the girl. She's just showing how she's living her life. And it's somebody from um, Fox News. I don't remember who it was, but saying how unmarried women's a busybody and she doesn't do this, she doesn't do that. So, like, those are the loudest voices. So, of course, some are not going to want to do that because. You know, women want to live life, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's also nothing wrong with being a mom, and you can do both. You can be a mom and still travel, but we don't talk about that. We make it seem like you have to be one or the other, but anyway, that's beside the point. Um, All that to say that, like, I really want those the girls to truly, like, I want us to get into this, how are we going to change people's minds on abortion? How are we going to help them? God can only change their hearts. At the end of the day, and that's how we'll wrap this up. At the end of the day, God can only change someone's heart. How are we going to... Let's ask God to use us to do that. Let's ask God to give us creative ideas to be a vessel to help other women understand the value of human life, to help other women understand that abortion is murder, to help women understand that they are capable of taking care of the human life. I want those of the girls to help with that. And if you want to be part of that, please let me know. Reach out. Give me an email. We're going to try to set something up this week or next week. Um, and also, too, I want those of the girls to be where you can get your information. You don't feel, from the conservative point of view, and you don't feel like you're being shamed for being unmarried. And, I mean, I posted earlier today that I recorded this, um, like, sarcastically I'll I'll read the tweet because it it was a banger if I do say so myself uh one second one second one second 
I said, yes, shame unmarried women and tell them they're going to die a horrible death all alone. That surely will make them want to vote conservatively. Why show them true conservatism and how it benefits them? Well, you can shame and scare them. And you guys, a lot of girls who either got married uh, later, well, two girl, two types of girls messaged me. Girls who got married later in life and said that they are happy that they waited because God's timing is what's important. And, you know, a Valerie a year ago might not have fully believed this. Because Mallory a year ago was obsessed with all those trad accounts. Um, but Mallory a year ago might have flipped, but God's timing is so much more important. Don't, don't settle slash just get with someone because you feel as if your time is running out. You want to be with who God wants you to be with. You want to be with, you want to be within God's timeline. Like that's what's important. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so I forgot what I was going to say. God's God's timeline is what's important. Let me read the tweet again because maybe it'll remind me of what I was going to say. God's timeline, I do want to say this again. God's timeline is so much more important. Um, and don't let, oh, I was going to say the other thing. And then it's other women who are conservative, single, and unmarried and are starting to feel like they're the boogeyman, like, starting to feel like all these people, all these accounts are, like, saying, you guys are the worst, like, you're going to do it, and getting, like, kind of nervous. There are younger girls who are like, oh, my God, my fertility, my fertility, which I get. I'm twenty. I'm going to be 28 at the end of the month. I get that. I, I totally, like, you, some of the girls that are messing with me are, like, 22, 23. I'm like, wait till you're 28, and, you know, you have zero prospects. Then you'll you'll really what's that? Uh, the pressure is getting worse. That's how it'll feel. But at the end of the day, God's timing is better. And if you just, it's not like myself. I'll say this for myself and some of the other girls who have messaged me. It's not like we're you know going around sleeping with a bunch of people and uh, say oh, who cares? I'm not getting married. <laughs> no one. We're not doing that. We can't help it if the person God has for us isn't sitting next to us. But a lot of these people are making it seem like, oh, it's just this. You're these, da, da. Ignore that. Forget that. Unfollow those tribes. I'm sorry. Unfollow the accounts. I, one of the girls that has a tribe account, I absolutely love her. And if you're listening, I love you. I love you. I love you so much. I value what you have to do for you. But, like, I, I can't keep looking at that. And I think that if you're stressing over this, you shouldn't have to keep looking at it either. And I also want to add this. Am I saying being trad is bad? Not at all. Am I saying being married is bad? Not at all. Truth be told, I would I would rather be married and have kids right now. But that's not where I am. That's not what my timeline is right now. So what do I can't sit around twiddling my fingers, praying somebody will come across my life. No, I get to work. I do what God has called me to do. God has not called me to do that right now. God has not called some of you right now to do that. And that's okay. So you just keep going. You keep going. You don't sit around twiddling your fingers. You know, you don't let these people make you settle for some random guy that could be a nice guy, but he might not be who God has for you. He could be a nice guy and you have zero in common. He could be a nice guy. You don't even like spending time with him. You know, like there's, I just want us to be better 
as conservative pro-lifers specifically. I want us to be better at our messaging. I want us to be better at how we treat people. And I want us to start thinking about how are we going to welcome our sisters into the pro-life movement? How are we going to share the message? How are we going to get to them? How are we going to reach them? Because there are, I do believe there are girls who are pro-life, who have the potential to be pro-life. They just don't know the truth. I that is what I think we every everyone that's not in my voice we should be working toward. If you like this episode, please share it. I think this is a good one to share. My opinions on the election and just how we can move forward. Um, and if you also like this podcast, please rate it, give us a five star review, uh, and leave a write a review as well. We'd really appreciate that. Um, look forward to a weekly TCAP this week. Hopefully I will not be coughing by then. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Sorry for the coughing. Hopefully it wasn't too annoying. And my ass weren't too annoying either. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values.